Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, Rob. Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. How are you? Ryan, great. Good to be with you, my friend. Likewise. I'm excited to speak with you. Why don't we start off by you telling everyone who you are, what you do for a living, and then what some of your hobbies are. Sure. Rob Kosberg, I am the founder of a company called Bestseller Publishing. We help entrepreneurs, experts to write a book, market that book to bestseller, and then help them to grow their income and their impact with their book. I have a lot of hobbies. I love to golf. I play at least twice a week with my buddies. I've been doing that for a long time. like to ride my motorcycle. I love fast things. So those kinds of things keep me busy. Just curious, what's your car of choice since you said fast things? I want to see my motorcycle. You know, I, ha- I have a Harley, uh, so it's more of a cruiser bike. I own a Maserati Gran Turismo, and uh, you know, I've always owned uh, either exotics or Corvettes. Uh, as far as like the fast thing that I own, we have a you know we have a Porsche Macan, you know, which is kind of like our nice minivan. The kids are growing out of the house, so we can have Porsche Macan GTS is kind of our nice minivan these days. But I want a Ferrari, and and probably going to pull the trigger on one in the next six months or so. You work hard and you can do those things, you know? Work hard, play hard. Yes, sir. So let's talk about your morning routine. You wake up, how do you start your day? Yeah, you know, my morning routine is um, is probably as close to sacred to me as, as anything. Generally speaking, I'm up every morning about 5 or 5.30. And uh, I'd love to say that that's always organic. It usually is, but I have a, uh, I have a couple of dogs, one in particular, is a Dogo Argentino, if you know what that is, like a big Mastiff, fantastic dog. And he demands to be walked, but I've kind of trained him in that. So literally within about 15 minutes of waking up, we go for a walk together. By the by, about seven, we've already gone for three walks. So usually that's a, a couple of miles, maybe a mile, mile and a half that we've walked. And that's my kind of prayer time, meditation time, expressing gratitude, thinking, that sort of thing. And, um, you know, of course, we don't, these different walks that we do are staggered. So usually after the first walk, which is 30 minutes, I spend some time reading. I read a lot of self-help stuff. I like kind of scriptural-based things. So, you know, I spend time in the Bible and really consider, you know, what, what it is within me that needs to change or adjust or be different for my wife, for my family, et cetera, for my business. And uh, have some time journaling. All of that is from about 5.30 to about 7.30 every day. And then I spend about 30 minutes in self-education. I love YouTube. And so I just devour stuff on YouTube. Everything from cryptocurrency to old school Jim Rohn and Tony Robbins and Robert Kiyosaki and others. And then 8 o'clock on the dot, I'm in the gym. I have my own health kind of fitness gym with uh, free weights and squat rack. And I have a tonal, which, oh my gosh, I love my tonal. That thing, if you are thinking about getting one, man, it is just incredible. And then that leads me to my shower. And at nine o'clock, man, I'm, I'm cranking. I'm, it's time to work. You mentioned tonal. My, my two brothers actually have that now. My youngest brother got it and my middle brother got it like a month ago. So I know a little bit about it. I've heard good things. They're awesome. I mean, they're not cheap, but what you can do with it is pretty spectacular. And I, I've been exercising and trying to be fit my entire life, you know, since I was a kid. And uh, so initially when I saw it, I wasn't all that interested, but, 
you know, I grew interested the more I saw it. And man, I tell you that that was a great purchase because you can do hundreds of exercises and the digital weight is, it's intense. I mean, I don't care how strong you are, it will provide enough resistance for you. And it's, it's very smart. It's artificial intelligence. So it allows for burnout sets. It allows for increasing weight, negative reps, things like that. It's pretty cool. Isn't it amazing how in, in something like fitness and working out and weights and all of that, you know, as saturated as that industry is, Peloton and just, you know, everything, cardio and weights, how an, an entrepreneur or entrepreneurs have figured out how to make something even different with this tonal product. It just blows my mind. Isn't that wild? I, I totally agree. I mean, we, we had a Peloton and uh, I'm not a big bike rider, to be honest, other than my motorcycle. <laughs> You know, I love the Peloton because I like the high intensity interval training and that was my opportunity to do it. But since I got the tonal, I don't ride the Peloton at all. And so we sold it and I'll probably get something else like a rowing machine or something to do my my hit training because uh, I miss that. But the Peloton for me was kind of the start of uh, having like a gamification because that that's the cool thing about the tonal and peloton honestly is that it's it's gamified you know you're competing against others you're competing against yourself it tracks everything it shows you your incremental progress it's very motivating yeah i have a peloton so i, I know what you mean it is definitely gamified your morning routine i love it it is a lot of similarity to mine have you always been into personal growth or if not what is what what led you to it i have probably since uh you know, since I was young, I, I wasn't a particularly disciplined person. I was very undisciplined and, and kind of growing up, did whatever I want. And I didn't have very strict parents, which was a joy <laughs> in many ways. But I think it also led to a lot of uh, undisciplined qualities in me. And I didn't like that. And so, um, you know, from from the time that I was a, a teenager, I was working on growing my discipline. And uh, to me, that always meant having a killer morning routine. And I felt like that always bled over into the rest of the day. Like if I can win the morning, then I feel like I can win the day. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I'm obviously into morning routines too with the whole podcast name and stuff. Like that. <laughs> I guess so, so. Yeah. You're preaching to the choir here. Let's talk about your business. You work hard. You've built a business that just from what you shared, it has enabled you to buy nice things. And uh, that's great. And so what have you had? I know there's probably a lot of things, but just whatever comes to mind first, like what, what have you had the most success with in terms of growing your business? Obviously writing a book and all that, but beyond that, what have you had the most success with in growing your business? Well, you know, I don't want to be cliche, but uh, you know, we eat our own cooking, so to speak. I write books and we use our books, use my books to grow the business. And it's exactly what we teach our clients to do and help them do it. Now, with that said, the book doesn't just do that automatically by itself. And that's, I think, where most people make a mistake. So I guess to answer your question, it's a combination of my book and digital marketing, digital advertising, social media, et cetera. We have a number of different funnels out there where people can buy the book at a discount, we advertise the book on social media. I've spent over a million dollars in my out of my own pocket just in the last two years on Facebook and Instagram marketing. And that's because we get a significant return on investment in doing it. And so we advertise my book. If someone wants it, 
They then are offered a series of upsells and downsells. And then ultimately, at the end of that, we offer an opportunity to speak to an author development coach to see if we're fit to actually help them. And so my books, in conjunction with online marketing, has really allowed our business to you know, just grow exponentially. Yeah, so I was on your podcast not too long ago, and I remember you yep. we were talking, I think it was during the show or it was offline, I can't remember, but you were talking about you, how you've learned funnels and, and the marketing side of it. So I feel like sales and marketing are so crucial to understand that. So that, yeah, that makes sense. How did you learn marketing? Did you, are you self-taught or did you have a mentor? Well, I guess those things go hand in hand. I, I was self-taught, but I was self-taught from the standpoint that I knew I didn't know what the heck I was doing. So I needed mentors. My earliest mentor was my dad. I started selling real estate in college at 18 years old. What my dad taught me worked and it was led to an exceptional career in real estate, but it was very much old school picking up the phone, dialing for dollars, making contacts. It was an aggressive kind of hardcore being outward focused and cold calling, et cetera. And you know, that, that works, but it is also exhausting. And so as I got older, I thought to myself, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a way to get people to come to me as opposed to me going to them. You know, that's what marketing is in essence, right? Marketing, you still need salesmanship and sales skills, but, but we don't speak to anybody in my company now that doesn't fill out an application and come to us already knowing that we're the people they want to work with. And that type of positioning and that type of framing changes everything. So I started on a path and, and found a number of mentors that have uh, radically transform my business. And in the online space, I'd probably say, you know, Russell Brunson, who is a friend and I've helped him with his books. And I was in his inner circle for a number of years. And it's really coincidental. I never talk about this. So it's, it's interesting that we would be talking about this today, but literally the day before yesterday, he, he called me and, uh, well, he, he voxered me and, uh, and emailed me that he's starting up inner circle. And, uh, want to know if I wanted to be a part of it. So, uh, so I said yes, because he shut it down a couple of years ago because of all the growth of, uh, of ClickFunnels. But I'd say from an online funnel perspective, no one's better than that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a master. What, what about challenges, challenges in your business? What's the biggest uh, one that comes to mind immediately and, and how did you resolve it? This is going to sound a little weird, I think, but this is the first thing that comes to mind. I, I think the biggest challenge that I face in my business is complacency. The business is going great. I am so happy personally. You know, my relationship with my wife, I've been married a long time, 32 years. Got a great family. I love where I live, right on the water here in St. Augustine, Florida. We just recently became a 100% virtual company, and that was because of, of COVID, and that was because of my office and my company was in California. And they, of course, deemed us a non essential business, which me and my employees didn't think so, but okay. <laughs> and, uh, and so we transitioned to Florida and we went 100% virtual. And I think the biggest, the biggest challenge that I faced is, um, is I, I know that if I am complacent, that the business will die. And so I need to stay motivated. I need to stay focused and continue to grow my business, help people be on the cutting edge, so to speak. That's been honestly the biggest kind of mental hurdle that I've had to face. No, I completely get it. I think this is something that actually is not spoken about a lot is 
you know, when things are going well, it is easy to kind of get complacent and semi-bored or whatever the word is. And so just trying to tap into that why and, and the motivation, I think, is key. So I, I completely get what you're saying. Yeah, that's a lot of the self-help stuff that I look at. I mean, our business could be much, much bigger than it is. And from a financial perspective, I don't need that. And I also, from a headache perspective, don't want a lot of headaches, if you know what I mean. (laughs) On the other hand, we do like some exceptional work for people. And um, people need that. And so I need to kind of, I guess, debate or... um, come to grips with the, the con, you know, conversation that's always going on in my head of really serving our community and serving the world in as big a place as possible. And look, more money can always be spent, maybe not on self-serving things, but you know, there's certainly plenty of needs in the world that you know, a successful business owner can give to, can support, can be charitable with, et cetera. So, so I, you know, I've got to find that motivation on a continued basis. To go back to what you said a, a, a minute or two ago, like it doesn't need to be, you know, the business doesn't always need to be huge. I'm starting to follow a guy named Ryan Lee. Actually, I've known him for a while, but he just resurfaced into my inbox and I've been buying some of his courses and whatnot. I really resonate with his message and his approach to business. He runs a supplement company called Rewind and uh, he sells courses on business and how to grow your business. And he talks about creating a micro business, business that you can run by yourself or one, with one other person how to set that up with the front end offer and the back end offer. And so that's his whole motto is micro, micro businesses. I know of Ryan. Uh, I don't know him personally, but I do know of him. And there's certainly a lot of people like uh, Kevin Nations is someone that comes to mind. He talks about uh, living a chillionaire lifestyle. And, you know, I mean, he has a multi-million dollar a year business. That's basically a one man show. And, uh, you know, it's a coaching business with very, very high margins, and uh, he loves what he does and makes more money in one sense than he could ever than he could ever spend. And so, you know, it really depends on what your your goal is and and your values are. And you know, I have no desire. I, I watch. I know people that are well, like Russell for one. That and Russell's you know a good bit younger than me, but you know his company is on the verge of a billion dollar valuation. And uh, he's the majority owner in the company and started it. But holy cow, I mean, he's got hundreds of employees and he goes nonstop 12 hours a day. But that's kind of his genetic makeup. That's not my genetic makeup. But at the same time, my genetic makeup is not to be a, a single uh, person entity. I need a support staff. I, I need those kinds of things. So I, I do think it's a matter of, you know, figuring out what is most effective for you and most desirable when it comes to your entire life plans. Yeah, I think you touched upon a good point there. You gotta know what works best for you. Like what are you looking for? And then and then go after that. And that's a good lesson right there. So Rob, I've yeah. got one more question for you. Um, and then we can wrap up with you telling everyone how they can learn more about you. It's kind of a two questions in one, but it's more of a topic. I just want to get your thoughts, maybe 30 seconds or whatever, on your approach to happiness, the meaning of life, all of that, you know, that whole category. What are your thoughts on it? Happiness and the meaning of life. You know, I would say that it's about having a well-rounded and full life. I mean, it's a heavy subject, Ryan, right? Like, because all life ends and we're really just like a puff of smoke here. We come and we go and the world continues to turn. And so how you live your life here is really important, but there are more important things as well. 
I have my core four things, right? My faith, my family, my friendships, my fitness, my finances, I guess five uh, in particular. But if I'm doing well in one of those areas, say my finances, but my family and my fitness and my faith is suffering, then then that that to me is not a good life. That's not going to bring me joy. And so, you know, having a well-rounded life might mean that your finances are pulled back purposefully so you can spend time with friends and with family and, you know, growing your faith and, and those types of things. So for me, it's about, it really is about having a full life that depending on what you believe and, and what your faith is, a full life that, um, that doesn't just end here, but continues. Yeah. Awesome answer, Rob. I really appreciate your time here. If someone wants to connect with you, what's the best website to send them to? You know, if they want a book, I'd say go to uh, publishpromoteprofit.com. That's where they can get a uh, free or very low cost book, my Wall Street Journal bestseller. If they want to just, you know, get some free information and learn about my company, it's bestsellerpublishing.org. Either one of those is great place to connect. Perfect. All right. We'll link those up in the show notes. Yeah. Great conversation, Rob. Thanks for everything you shared. Thanks everyone for listening and we'll talk soon. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to the morning upgrade podcast. Please subscribe and review and don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.